and welcome to World Shop, the podcast where we build worlds based on the role of a 20-sided die. I'm Jordan. And I'm Cody, and it's kind of accurate today. I was about to say, actually, like, it's not really going to be accurate in these next few projects that we do, because we're going to, like, for a bit, stop rolling based off the roll of a 20-sided die. Yeah, it's more but just today... Be, like, a variety show. Today, we're actually doing a world, because we need time to But it's to not write. based off the roll of a 20-sided die. It's oh, just is it not world. going to be? What were we... Oh, oh so we're still going to roll a prompt is what happened? I don't know what's happening this week. Well, I guess we'll decide that when we get to it. But Jordan, what have you been up to no, this week? No, nope. Cody, what have you been up to recently? Jordan, I always go second. You've got to loosen your stranglehold on the format of this show. Okay. Okay so there, Jordan, Ted Nugent. I've been up to solid, solid the Nuge reference. Okay. Thank you. Thank so you. there's a couple things I want to talk about. One of them, well, they're both pretty dorky, but okay. So we'll, st- we'll start with the, the low hanging fruit. I- I've started playing Sea of Thieves. Uh-huh. Um, so, okay. So all I know about it is that a lot of people hated it when it first came out because it just it did not live up to what the trailers and what all the company was saying. So, so how do you feel about it? So far, I don't feel like I have been misled on anything about the game. What I do think is that it's one of those games that is going to suffer from it's it doesn't fall into um, I think some of the tropes that you would expect from this type of game. Um, so given that you don't know a lot about the game, I think the biggest thing that will like tell you why this maybe is that people did not like it. Um, what do you think you spend money on in an RPG? Like this is this is a MMORPG technically with sailing on boats and armor class upgrades um and weapons is what you usually buy in mmos right and um so you get a boat right what do you think money how do you think money relates to that boat like i said class upgrades so it would be upgrading the boat right 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 so like so like buying faster boat getting like whatever better cannons um like more space for your crew etc etc yeah yeah see the answer is none of that it is only cosmetics if you start the game so it's basically fortnite the video game right but you can't buy in-game currency so the that's nice so the thing that is good about it is when you start the game if you have a galleon which is four people, and you're on the open ocean, you have the most firepower of anything. Like, that's the best you can be. And it's all based on skill for you to be able to, like, do whatever thing you're trying to do. Um, the Yeah, so the only thing to spend money on is cosmetics. So, like, the first mission I did, I did by myself, and I got wrecked, and I was like, okay, so I'm going to need to spend a bunch of money to like buy a better gun and get a better sword and faster sails. No, uh-uh. All of that is you your starting pistol is the best pistol in the game. Of um, course it is. So that took me by surprise. The other thing is the game is really a lot of go to a place, pick up a thing, go to another place, pick up another thing. Mm-hmm. And there are skeletons and that's like it. It's a very small game. And it is a I'm, very. I'm confused because I had a feeling at one point you were going to tell me that this was a good game. Everything well, you said makes it sound like it's not a good game. Sailing a boat in the game is really fun. 
Like, it is fun. And it's even fun to lose in ship combat. How's the sailing mechanics? Because that's the one thing that I've always found weird with games like that have some sort of sailing or boating is, like, their mechanics are always really chunky and really, like, you try to, like, move your boat. It takes you, like, five minutes just to, like, dock your boat. Like, Um, it is... A system. So the it the, is a system. Good. Well, good description, Cody. Good description. On the smallest boat, it's called a sloop, and uh, it's meant to be piloted <laughs> by one. That's what their sloops are a type of I, boat. I know. I had to do a lot of research on boats when I did my um the breath story. So yes, I know ah. that a sloop is a type of boat, but it's still like boat names like dinghy sloops. Like all of them make me laugh really hard. So. You start on a sloop, and it can be piloted by one person. And <laughs> sloop? How can you say sloop with a straight face? Well, I don't because I, I don't know. I'm like into pirate. It don't even get me started on how much I want to buy a sailboat. It's like a bro, just do it. Sailboats yeah, are amazing. They are, and you, it, I can't, Jordan. I'll, I'll like start looking at Facebook right now if I start talking. Yeah, about okay. This. We, we'll talk about boats later. So, um. Yeah, if you're just starting the game and they hand you a sloop with, like, you can raise the anchor, you can raise and lower the sail, you can pivot the sail, you can load and shoot cannons, and they're just like, go have fun, knock yourself out. It is so hard to not suck at that. Because you really got to know when you get close to something, you got to start raising your sails early, and you have to do that at the same time as your boat isn't, like steering into rocks and the thing is like with a boat if you point it straight it just goes straight right um but if you go through a storm your boat just goes nuts so you have to sit on the wheel the whole time correcting but then what happens if um you're about to hit a rock well (laughs) you you can like try to steer out of the way but you need to be raising your sail but you're in a storm so you can't do everything at once so you really need to have a team right so, okay, online matchmaking's a thing. Great. Oh, God. I did online matchmaking. No one has microphones and is using push-to-talk. Which, okay, I've played online games. I never do push-to-talk. But the thing is, this is a game where it's like the way sailing a boat works, especially a big... Like, if you're sailing the biggest boat... Communication. Yeah, it's a communication game. Like, the game is coordinating with four people. If you're sailing a galleon which is the biggest ship, and your sails are down, you can't see what's in front of the boat. That's why they have the um, Overwatch or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah, so you have to have either someone on the front of the boat or someone in the crow's nest telling crow's you, nest, yeah. turn right, you're about to hit a rock. And that is just at a minimum to move the ship forward. If you're a galleon, you need two people. Now, let's not even get into if there's a hole knocked in your ship and you have to try to board up the hole in the bottom of your boat. So, really, it does sound like a cool game if you have enough people. But yeah, like, and it's... I don't have four friends that I can always count on to play with. And I, I do, but Oh, it's, flex! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brag. Right, I so, have friends, you loser, is what he said. It's the people that I do the podcast with. We play games together, and it's fine, but the problem is... The people is, that I do the podcast with that aren't you, Jordan, you're a loser, we're not friends. Hey, look, if you want to get Sea of Thieves and download it right now, like, I'll... We'll, we'll sloop it up together. Remember when we'll I just, had Borderlands that you never played with me? Yeah. Anyways, what were you saying? Look, we can sloop all over the ocean together, Jordan. No, um, it's no. only a dollar. Now, now you're so, making the funny word become a disgusting word. So here's the problem, is that it's not worth $40, in my opinion. It is not no. $40 of game. How is it still $40 when it's been out I for three know. years? But here's the thing. There's, like, tricky ways you can get it for really cheap. 
Right now, the way to do that is get Xbox Game Pass for a dollar for a month, download it, and see if you play it with your four friends if you guys love it and want to keep playing it. And then you can decide to... And then if not, you just, like, you only spent a dollar. Yeah, you only spent a dollar to find out. Like, we got Xbox Game Pass for free when we bought Mandy's computer, so we've spent a dollar total on this game, so both of us have it. She's downloading it right now. And we can find out if it's fun as a two-player game. So... I think the problem, though, is that if you have four friends and you guys all want to have a good time and play this game, you need four consistent friends to play it with you, or at least two or three, and now you're talking about spending $160 altogether on this game, which is pretty steep <laughs> of an expense, you know? Yeah, I was about to say, it's like, that does not sound like anything I want to be doing, ever. Anyways, is that all you got on your side of things you've been doing? Uh, I think that's it. I started playing The Last of Us 2 today. How are you feeling about that? Because, like, I don't know. I uh, Someone else messaged me about it recently, and I, it, I think I just don't care about either game. It's, like, okay, so, you know, I've talked before many times. I really like melancholy. I really like stories that pull that realistic... We're, we're stories where it's not like, oh, everything's sunshine and rainbows. We can figure out how to beat the whatever at the end and things end up great. Because that's just not life. Life is difficult. Life doesn't end with a happy ending every time. So I do like a lot of melancholic stories, a lot of stuff where things don't go right. Like my favorite melancholic story is um, Ocarina of Time because like you, by doing what you think is the right thing, you mess up bad and end up, like, messing up the world pretty bad because um, Ganondorf gets the freaking um, Triforce. So, like, I like the Melancholy. But Last of Us, I still like it. I'm not saying I don't like it, but Last of Us is miserable. <laughs> to this, So the first one ends with do you do something that I did not want to do, and, like, it's a story game, so it pretty much forces your hand. You have to go through and do this pretty much atrocious act and still try to claim to be the good guy, which was very weird to me. And so the second one kind of follows the aftermath of what happened. And like you're like you're now playing Ellie, the um preteen that you mentioned before we started doing this. And she's like grown up. She's I think she's 19 now. And so you're grown up and kind of doing patrols. And then something bad happens. And so you go on a revenge spree. But it's it's interesting because it shows, like, what the cycle of violence and what, like, all of this stuff, how it eats away at you and, like, tears down your life and hurts everybody around you. Like, revenge and the cycle of violence. It's very interesting that, like, this is truly portrayed as what revenge and what violence causes. And so that's interesting. But... Based on that, it is an absolutely miserable game. <laughs> and, like, there's a point where, like, it could have had a happy, like, a really happy ending, like, a truly happy ending. And then they have you just go at it again. And, like, it, the game is miserable. I like it. I'm not saying I don't like it. I like it. Graphics are amazing. Gameplay is extremely smooth. Like, the, that whole theme of this is what your obsession is does to every like you and everybody around you and the world around you that is really interesting to see played out to such an extent but man it just punches and punches and punches you until your emotions cannot like hold up anymore but yeah so it's super I've, fun <laughs> i mean like i don't know i think i don't think you would that... like it because you like first of all you don't like playing 
playing two cutscenes, like we talked about a couple of weeks ago, where it's like you play yeah. a bunch of things, a cutscene happens. You don't like playing to that type, and that's a lot of what it is, is you're just traveling in between the story. But I I yeah. really like story driven games like this, and I, I definitely like what I definitely like what they're doing. I'm not saying I don't like what they're doing, but man, it's like right now it's like I'm reading a lot of like horror and like um melancholic works right now. And then I'm also working on writing my own horror story, which is pretty much about abuse victims in an evil horror forest, which is the hollow root forest that I've done on the show before. But so I'm like, I just don't know how I'm not completely miserable and depressed with all of like the sadness just like weighing down on my soul and the fact that I'm even writing the stuff. It's like I just wrote a part of my story where like the characters talk about their abuse and it's like, how am I not depressed right now? <laughs> it's like, holy crap. Well, and I don't know. I think, and and I this is like very possibly unfair and inaccurate. Oh, 100%. Whatever you're about to say, 100% unfair and inaccurate. <laughs> I think that's kind of, like, eventually where I got with... Um, he's he's uh, getting there, guys. He's getting there. Gosh, Walking um, Dead. Yeah. Oh, I was about to compare it to Walking Dead, actually, because it is pretty much that, like, same type of thing. Whereas, like, I, I, I enjoy the idea of, like, with this zombie virus, like, there's no cure. This is just how the world is now. But... There's only like so much good that can happen before eventually you're eaten by a zombie or someone you knows knows no is eaten by a zombie. Well, and it's it's a difference of what the story does. I think to me with um what's it called? Uh gosh, I keep forgetting Walking the name. Dead? Walking Dead. Yeah, like I, I got burnt out on the show because it felt like they had one thing that they were going to do. And I, and I understand it's, like, a very cynical look at, like, what humanity does under duress and how horrible yeah. it can become. The real and monsters like, are humanity, not the zombies. Yeah, which is, like, not an uncommon theme within zombie fiction. Um, I think for me what I got tired of with The Walking Dead is that it was so long, considering that's all it ever felt like yeah. it was about. We, we talked um, last week. Isn't it around like 300 issues? <laughs> yeah, it just keeps going, and I'm not that impressed and with it. And the author said, like, there point. is no direct ending right now. <laughs> and I mean, and that's fine. And, like, I don't, you know, to each his own, I'm sure there's people that enjoy these stories. It's fine. But I don't, I don't think The Walking Dead is poor quality. It's just not my thing, and there's, like, a reason for it. And so for me, I think it's just I got really burnt out on it being so one note to me. And that's kind of how I feel about The Last of Us a little bit, where, like, I understand what type of game they're going to make and wh- what how they're going to paint humanity. And I don't think it's an invalid thing to show, but I just don't know that it's holistically accurate. Because, um, like, a flip side of this is the book, not the movie, but the book, World War Z, um, where it's more about the human stories of people like figuring out life in the zombie apocalypse and it's not just like and then everyone became psychos all at once everyone's nuts (laughs) it was like those people existed but there was also all of these other things that also existed so in world war z you get snapshots of And then there are the Mad Max lunatics out there just, like, driving around, like, eating zombies and decapitating people. 
Um, but then there's also like towns that are like putting up walls and farming, and then there's you know, and you get like all of these different slices of life, and that well, that that I found more compelling. And see that the thing is that kind of stuff exists within Last of Us, but the story does not follow that stuff specifically. So like this one, you start like in a town that's pretty much got their stuff together, like you know they're pretty much living normal, like. It's it was very jarring for me, I guess, because you like expect going to a zombie story, everything's gonna be messed up, but they got the dam working. They have power. Like you wake up in her room and she has like a TV with the game system. She has a shower. Every like everything's pretty normal. But then you take a couple steps outside of the town and it's pretty much but like there's there are places where like people have gotten their stuff together. There's also like the crazy raiders who are like, oh, we need to eat people, and there's like the religious cults and stuff like that. And, like, so it exists. The happy parts exist, but that's not what the story focuses on. And I guess yeah. that's just that's I mean, then that's why like to a point like I really do like the story, but it is miserable. It's definitely not something that like I could keep pl- like is not when I beat it. It's not something like oh, I'm gonna play this and beat it again. Like yeah. After I and, see and I the think, story, after I act out the story, I'm done. I'm good. Yeah. And, and I think that's what kind of kills some of the zombie stuff for me eventually is it's like, even if you have the set dressing of maybe there being a little bit of depth in the world, it feels like there's only ever one story that's going to be told within this stuff. And it's just like, what if humanity sucks? And I'm like, real original. I get it. Like, I don't know. I, I'm disdainful of disdain, I guess. <laughs> How are we doing this, Cody? I feel like you have more of a handle on how this is working. I mean, we okay. So this is what I did. This is I found. Uh, I found a PDF called Fantasy World Building One Hundred and One: How to Create a Breathing World for Your Fantasy Novel. Um, and we should probably. I'll link. We can link the website that we got it from. I could read the URL out, but whoever no, does that, we'll, we'll, um, I'll, I'll link it. We're not going to read the whole URL out. Like, but basically, my thought is we can just kind of read through this together and Mad Lib style, not exactly Mad Lib style, but you know what I mean? Like kind of make up a world together. Yeah. And then just see see if that ends up being fun. And, you know, worst case scenario, this fails miserably. Um, I reel in self-conscious disgust and uh, we move on with our lives. Yeah, I mean, I already have my self-conscious disgust, but it, <laughs> which is just day, daily Jordan life for me. But um, okay, so are so are we like gonna base this off a of prompt? Are we rolling? You know, for initiative? how okay. are we doing this guy? That's that's what I was more asking about. This is called fantasy. Let's just let's just let's just go low hanging fruit and let's say this is fantasy, and that's all that's all that we get. So. Okay. If you could compare the era uh, of your story to one on Earth, when would it be? Is it in the present? Is it in the past? Is it in the future? So, Jordan, for our fantasy world, let's say this because we're ta- we talked about video games. Uh, we're we're designing a video game. We're it's a okay. fantasy video game. What do we want the world to be? My vote is um like just turn of industrial revolution i do love how you asked me what i think and then instantly went to what you wanted before i even got to open my mouth i could do this hey hey, jordan so anyways what i really wanted to do is industrial revolution i was gonna say i would like to set it more because you don't really see too much like true okay you do actually urban fantasy is like a heavy thing and it's at least in my opinion, there's like a lot of urban fantasy that just sucks. Artemis Fowl. Um, so, 
Whoa, Artemis Fowl the book is fine. No, 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 I'm talking about the movie. I haven't seen the movie, the but I watched the trailer is a, a dumpster couple fire. Times. <laughs> but okay, so yeah, let's. I don't know because in Industrial Revolution fantasy, we get like a lot. That's it's either Industrial Revolution or it's like urban fantasy. Like I'm thinking like Princess Mononoke style when you say Industrial Revolution. Is that more um, along the lines what you're thinking? It can be it can be more developed. I mean, Industrial Revolution, practically speaking, cities existed at that point, and it was just like that turn of I mean, that does I mean, mean we could have magic trains, which is a very cool idea as having like the world kind of separated and there's trains that go between places. I okay. do like the idea of I love trains. This. Okay, so our setting is magic trains, basically. Okay, what <laughs> are is you the making fun of, of me? Your world? Like, I thought I like I like the idea of the like we could do the industrial revolution, but like the idea that no, like no. we have the trains and stuff. That's like the main mode of transportation. I like the idea of trains, but they're magic. Yeah, it's the the world is called All Aboard for Magic. I um, I hate how you came up with such a great title, even though you are making fun of me. I think that's a great title. Okay, and um, I'm still really mad that you're making fun of me right now. But anyways, I'm not making fun of you. I'm typing this out, so it's roughly turn of this. T- like, wait, uh, okay, I'm not like. Is there a document where you're doing this in that I can also look at? Yeah, it's called Untitled, and it's in the shared Google Drive. Oh, okay. Okay, so what's the setting? That's of our getting world? left in, and okay, so uh, we have <laughs> you spelled a board right. Okay, so when we did the writing, this we, is an audio podcast. No, 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 no. We, so we started writing for the audio drama, and like, first of all, it went way better than I thought it went, and it went a lot quicker. Like, we finished the first episode within an hour, and I thought that, like, writing, I thought that was amazing. But the thing that happened when we were doing this audience, everybody, because Cody already knows, is. I noticed how bad Cody's spelling when he types fast is. And I was going through correcting like line by line just how many typos and errors there were. So he spells aboard, uh, A-B-O-R-D, aboard for that's magic. That's perfect. So <laughs> I did NaNoWriMo. I actually have a completed novel I know, from we, NaNoWriMo. Like you still won't let me read this. No, I will not. Uh I talked to someone who does it every year. And one of the things that she suggested was you turn – the uh the person i was talking to told me to turn off my monitor um yeah yeah and just type because you don't want to just see it. type like don't look at what you've well been cody writing. you clearly don't look at what you write if you spelled a board a b o r d no i did not struggle that much with finishing a nanowrimo actually that's what i found out is that getting words on paper is not my problem um it's the everything I else that i suck do it because at. it will help me help push me to finish this horror story i'm writing it, because it, it is going has, to be difficult to finish a horror story, which I said is about abuse victims in a horror forest. <laughs> it it has its place and its usefulness. Okay, so what is the setting of your world? I do not want this to be on a planet. Like, Whoa. whatever it is, it cannot be a planet because that is lame. What do you mean? What do you mean? on Like, when you say on a planet, do you, like, not on a planet, do you mean it can't, like, what, what do you, explain yourself. I don't know. Like, um. Because. All like most stories are on planets. So, I know, so are you saying so by not on a planet is Game of Thrones on a planet in your mind? Yes, it is. Yeah, okay, so yeah. you don't want it to be on a planet like Game of Thrones. I don't want it to be on a planet like Game. Okay, of Thrones. so then where do you where do you want this to be set? Ooh, that's a really good question. Yeah, maybe you need to back okay. up your stupid nonsense. Okay, it's gonna be set on the cosmos. The cosmos. Yeah, sure. That's how I can spell it. I hate you. Um. 
Okay, this is ether-based, and what I mean by that is that there is the plane that is okay, the world. Okay, okay, right? okay, okay. I, I just want I just want this to stop really quick. I'm, this is going to be a long episode. So, my thought is like when you're trying to do and collaborate with another person, just write stuff. You want to go for <laughs> f you. You want to go for something that's easy to work with, and you just went with the hardest thing possible. Stop writing flat or earth. No, 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 no. It's the idea that there's basically like a jar. With, like, a bright light at the top that turns on and off, and then a flat plane where our world is. You know? So, okay, and, okay, um, okay, okay, but is this a thing that the characters within this world know about? Oh, yeah, there's, like, ethereal scientists who study the ether above them, you know, okay. to, like, learn about what was placed there. Because uh, I was going to say, without knowledge of that, it's just set on a planet, and Love says part of it, like, Big O. You need to finish yeah, watching yeah, Big yeah. O, because it's fantastic. I've never started watching You have, because you know what it's about. <laughs> You've at least no. Seen an I know episode. that there's a giant robot in it. That is all Dude, I know Big about o Big O. Is, it's Robot Batman. You need, everybody needs to watch it. What everyone actually needs to watch is Outlaw Star, which I should have talked about. Outlaw at the Star of the- is very good. To- okay, sorry. It's, quote unquote, very good. It's garbage, but I love yeah, it. Yeah, no, no. It's it's in that era of anime where all of it was bad but really good. Jordan, we have got to make a world here. Okay, so sorry. we've decided on magic. We have not decided roughly industrial. Set roughly during the Industrial Revolution on a flat plane Earth called the Cosmos that's in, like, ether air set in, like, a bell jar with a light at the top. We got it. Okay. Yeah, sure. I'll let you have that. Does it take... Okay. okay so, is, so locations, like, what is the setting of your world? You set the ether. Um, is it on yeah. an Earth-like planet? It's like, does it occur no. in another dimension? We're just going to say this is just a thing that exists in the Cosmos. This is just... It's there... We don't have to form the galaxy like I always do. It's just, it's there. God, Cody, you're so bad at this. <laughs> Construct of a... No, what are you doing? So, this is this is a This tiny is your world. You don't want to create a world with me. You want to create your world is what's happening. Look, you can suggest things, Jordan. You just, you have to be in the moment. Okay, right? fine. So, this, it may be a flat earth, but I'm going to say it's more like, um... A chunk of land floating through the cosmos. So there, I'm fine with like, that. Like there is stuff, quote unquote, under it. Like it doesn't really matter what's under it, but there's stuff under it. If you looked at it, it would look like um, if you took like a view of an island from the water. There's like you know, this yeah. still continues downward. There's something there. Um. Okay. So let's let's move on to population. All right. Who lives in this world? Are there humans, aliens, animals, insects, humans. hybrids, monsters? Humans. Ooh, but there are monsters within this world. They're magical beings, though. Okay, so there's humans and monsters for sure. Um, I think that the monsters. This is um they so they have to like clear out the area around the trains because you know you can have a monster run on the train tracks and then that might derail the train because you know some of these monsters have really hard rock skin and you can't really have like a train hit a freaking rock so there are pe- there's like a patrol that goes out along the train tracks that keeps like the certain areas between i guess the cities of this place um kind of safe like they, they make sure that like the train tracks are like well maintenance and like you know because monsters will also destroy the tracks pulled up and you'll have a train go off the tracks like you know a bunch of people could die but they're magic trains okay so everything's fine so the monster patrols they're going to be called the, the uh they're going to be called what sorry i oh, I, I, I missed no, what you said Cody. what are they going to be called? no it's okay because uh 
Oh, track gang. That's what that's what they're going to be called. Light out the train gang. Instead of chain gang, uh, the train gang. No, no, no. See, the reason it's called a track gang is because a track gang is a real thing in the in real life. They go along and repair track. Um so in this, the track gang, yeah, they repair the tracks, but they also have to kill all the monsters yeah, yeah, yeah. that are along that that are along wrecking the tracks. Um oh, also um there aren't cities, they're depots. Um, but so the so the depot where a bunch of people live is called the Home Depot, correct? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. See now you you'll get to see oh, how quick yeah, these so jokes fly because <laughs> they're all bad. Is the home the, the Home Depot, depot. <laughs> uh, the Home Depot? <laughs> <laughs> Don't correct my spelling. I, I want the audience to know that I am going through again, line by line, and correcting everything that's wrong. I would say right now, like probably we're looking at a population. So, so is it densely populated, but or is it like the Home Depot is like you know there, there's like a few thousand people, and the other depots are like a few hundred. Is that more? I mean, I would think that depots are probably thousands of people okay you know like if we're urbanizing um then depots are thousands of people strong the home depot is probably like hundreds of thousands okay i like that yeah i was thinking that whatever it has to be the home depot has to be the most um densely populated depot yeah hang on a second i want to i want to i do like how you yeah, just stuck with that, home depot too that makes me really happy no 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 the home depot is probably like a hundred thousand people which is an eighth the size of the city i live in um, can you give me 150? Okay. Okay. I just sure. want a little bit more. Okay. okay. Sorry. Does it, so, and that's <laughs> like considered a metropolis. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, um, are, well, yes, there's multiple races of people there. Yes. Well, yeah, but there's also the cat people. Though. <laughs> no, 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 Yeah. Well, there's cat people. They're famed for their ability to climb along trains while they're running and do repairs. Okay. I hate that, but I like that. Kim, your wife just turned and gave you a look. That's how weird what you just said was. Also, I well, love no, that. I, I mean, love that she'll like stop and she'll just look like, what is happening? <laughs> well, and I kind of like this idea that, um, Okay, so this is like a little bit of revisionist history, right? Or like a different way of this of this happening. So, um, okay, okay, guilds are powerful but abused. Oh, okay, but I the con. Hang on, okay, Jordan, check this out. So we got these cat people. They are needed to keep these trains. I running, feel like right. Th- this is like the people they like you said run and repair the trains, but this is like at individual stations. Like there are some. There are some between, like, the depots, there are some long, long stretches. So you can't just have cat people run all the way out, like, alongside the train. No, no, no. We're going to have to have something else. So I'm thinking we have, like, flyers. And what that means is, like, people who are, like, on hang gliders or, like, some glider-type machine and that they'll fly, like, they'll fly Jordan, out to the train. No, you're giving me flyers. If you can fly to a train, yeah. why would you not just fly for instead of because because they're individual (laughs) devices they're they're not they are not like meant to carry much weight so these these flyers need to be very like they're 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 pretty they're close to bird people they're not necessarily the the flying is not on their own but they are a special people that like they're thinner they have um um 
They use magic. Bird they, bones. They, they use magic to hollow out their bones okay. so that they are lighter, so they can become flyers. Okay, and here's the deal: they have to work together with the cat people, right? So what the flyers do is they grab the cat people. Yeah. Take them to the but, train. But, some, but sometimes the cat, the cat people, people don't along. like this, and they'll like you know bat down the um, <laughs> bird people, and they'll kill them, and they'll leave their bodies up for the masters. <laughs> I was well, making a okay, bird but here's okay. the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Sorry, we got guilds happening now because here's the deal: train repair is dangerous, yes. but necessary. Yes. So here's the thing: the cat people and the bird people are used to repair these trains, which is dangerous work, and. Um, so it's like an in-demand skill set that they like gilded together to charge for. Yes. But there's like the constant conflict between wanting cheaper labor from cat and bird people to repair the trains on the fly, but the cat and bird people being like, "Well, we need to be paid well because for this because we can die at any benefits. second because you can get rolled right, right under it's that train. Super dangerous, yeah. right? Because it's super scary to do this. I hate how this is coming together like so nicely. So that's the conflict is, um. What should we call them? Train doctors? Nah, nah. that doesn't fit. Train smiths. Train smiths are like, my God, Cody. <laughs> you fix that fix that yourself. I'm not fixing that one. <laughs> so train smiths. Okay, so I'm... Cat and bird combo. I'm imagining, like, these trains go between the depots, like, constantly. Like, almost on Snowpiercer yeah. level, like, they're always running. So, like, this is something... These things seem to be upkept, like... Day in, day out, like this is a job that goes twenty four seven. Because I'm, 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 yeah, I'm imagining right, these right, trains right. that they're, they're obviously like carrying supplies or stuff between depot to depot, um, going in and out of the Home Depot, bringing in workers for the Home Depot, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I am imagining these are constantly running, and like, like all trains, they have their stops for like a minute or two, and then they keep going. But I, I'm going to say yeah. that the trains never rest. And as soon as they get to the end of the line, they go right back. It's just a constant moving thing. So so you need to have so, these guilds like 24-7. There needs to be enough people to cover every six section of time during the day. Right. So like I, I called them the train smiths and the train jocks. The train jocks own the rail and uh, the trains... And they're constantly trying to undercut the smiths and get the work for cheaper. They're also always trying to, like, buy low, sell high. They're, like, merchants, you know, that are trading goods between all the different depots. Um, So they just want trains running as quickly as possible for as little money as possible. And so that is the tension between the races, is that since they rely on a certain race to maintain the rail, but it's owned by a different race, that's where the conflict comes from. Okay. So who owns are we saying like the humans own the rail uh i think it is usually humans but there are some like high society cat people i'm gonna say that the bird people that that's like that it's more of a choice like they have to use the magic to make their bodies in that way so i'm gonna say that there's not really too many high society bird people as like their sole specific job is to be flyers for the train yeah they're kind of like weird hermits yeah like 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 i'm I'm saying it's like it's not a natural thing to be a bird person okay i like this okay so the cat people were like old money high society before Before um things started industrializing Once stuff started industrializing, the train owners became vastly wealthy. So now the conflict is between, like, old money and 
now gilded working cat people and new money humans. The humans are the ones. Oh, the so agriculture is old money. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And was yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Pioneered by cats. Okay. I I like the idea of the um the engineers, the person who came up with like the train system being human. And yeah. I like I like that it's this it was this thing that wasn't supposed to work. Like this whole idea of this train was not supposed to work. This this like perpetual um engine that they use with magic, it wasn't supposed to work. And I like that it just came out of nowhere and it instantly caught on to get from place to place. I will say that the first train was not on a track. I'm going to say the first train was more like what a car. It was pretty much like a big like engine car type thing. But the reason that they had to make tracks is because there's long distance between these different societies. So you need like you could easily get lost or lose direction or something could happen. So we needed the tracks to guide the trains. And that's how they became on the right. tracks. And it was much easier to keep track of the different trade routes because they were on the track. So so I, I like that. It's also easier to own. Yes. If your vehicle requires use of rail, then it can't go off yeah. rails. So if they own the rail, boom, I'm gonna that's say how they it own was the trade routes. Someone, there was one human, we can make up a name for them later, but there was one human who came up with the big steam, well, magic engine power drive machine that was the quote-unquote locomotive of the train and then there was another human yeah. who came up with the idea of putting it on tracks and also used magic to be able to form these tracks oh like yeah to form these tracks so so it's not like they're like not metal smithing it like maybe they like create the initial material and then use magic to stretch it out and lay it down maybe yeah i like that so I, hate I like that we work so well together. I hate this. We've been. I like the idea that it was invented by two yeah. people. So you have like this tinkerer who makes a crazy car, and then like a very clever merchant who's like, "Okay, we need this thing on rails, and we need to own those rails and the trade routes." Right. So this inventor makes a train. And then a merchant is like, now let's figure I, I, out. How I, to I like I like the name it. Sophia for that. Uh, for the merchant, for the, or the inventor, inventor Sophia. She was just like tanking around, trying to figure out an easier way to go from place to place. Ended up like taking stuff from the farm, like you know, you have like the wheels of the like carts and stuff. Taking a bunch of stuff from the farm and then building it up, and then using magic to propel it, like fire magic to propel it. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh my god, this could be useful. And then like just someone seeing this one day and be like. Aha, I can monetize this. <laughs> Quite, yes. And like twist it. I, I, and that person's name was Huxtable. Huck, yes, I like it. And I also like the idea that he has like a really curly mustache. That like, yes. Because when we think industrial age, my mustache. mind goes straight to steampunk because that's usually when steampunk is like set. So I like the idea just like. I was secretly trying to do a steampunk. I know. I, know. I, I caught on very quickly, obviously. <laughs> no, yeah, it, 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 it did take mystery. me a solid 20 minutes, but still. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're, we're so are we on to society to actually like building what these societies well, look like? Are we still uh, what, in population? Where do people live in small villages or large cities? 
my thought here is that there are rural villages um, that are just there to tend crops, right? Yeah, but like the so, main attraction, um, I feel like, is the home, like the depots, specifically like the Home Depot. You have a lot of people wanting to move to the Home Depot. Like the Home Depot is basically New York. And it's like a lot of people are trying to move there and like start their life. Like there's a lot of work to do for a blah, blah, blah. I don't know the word, a young, a young chap, you know. I like that idea. So, okay, so we have rural depots that are small. They're there to tend crops. The buildings here are organic, wood, and thatch. So they look like a thing out of yeah, the past, yeah, yeah. right? It's, it's very, like you said, old money. It's very old, like the old world type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or big stone manors, right? Yeah, if, yeah, like if, landed, you, if you were one right? of the rich cat people. Big stone manor, like supportive, like wood foundation, all that stuff. Like really cool looking houses for old timey stuff. But the Home Depot, I'm going to say, no, not brass because screw that. It's going to be steel. Yeah. So then um, I'll call these urban depots are um, monoliths or are. Um, Actually, I'm not going to say steel. I'm going to say it's these are things that it's. um. Material that was um, transformed using magic. So there, it's like this more like sleeker looking material and stuff. Like, oh, like, cause yeah, we're, we're saying yeah, yeah. that this is fantasy. So we need to throw in some magic. So like, yeah, they started like building up with steel, but then like once the train started becoming a thing, like they started, it's like, what else can we use magic to transform? So they started using it to make this new type of material. And that's what this, the Home Depot is made out of. I am... I like the idea of it being like an enameled metal and glass. So, so um, enameled, you know what, like, you, you or wrote an, enabled. Uh, maybe a better way of putting it would be like the ana. What is animized? Ana, a- atomized? Anatized? Anatized? Ana, yes, I know what you're talking about. Anatized? Anatized yes. is what it is, right? Uh, like where you use electricity to color yes. metal. Yes, I like that. And that's how they're do- they're like using the like some sort of, like of shock that. magic or whatever in order to do that. Yeah. So like when you raise a building, that's like the last step is when you like a wizard comes and shocks it with electricity I'm and it all turns like wizard. purple I like, or blue. I like the idea of the magic users just being like simple city workers. Like it being, I like the idea of it being okay. that common. That's like, you just it's like, that. that's our job. We come like, you know, like in Legend of Korra, how they were using the like electricity to like well to do welding and stuff like i like that idea yeah. you send in like the force they all go and then they use their shock magic i'm doing a lot of hand symbols and stuff that no one can see but they do their shock magic in order to make the buildings look really cool and high tech even though they don't know what high tech is because it's a steampunk okay so uh i think that that's like another guild basically then would be the like um Casters? Ca- yeah, I like that, the casters. People that use magic. And those, I think, can be anybody. So do you think there's like anyone. a specific race that can use more magic, or do you think that it go? Well, the bird people are just people who use magic to transform right. their bodies. I think anyone can. I just think that the bird people are the most, like... If you have a bird person caster, that's like, ooh, because they're a bird person, so they've like, yeah, done casting They were themselves. confident enough with their magic in order to use it on themselves. Yeah, and basically become a different race. And so, like, they are, like, highly sought after, but they're very also, like... I feel like the bird people are, like, detached from society yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. so they're kind of, like, hermity. So they're rare, so casters are generally just anybody. anybody. But you, like, every now and then you get, like, oh, he's a big deal. He's a bird person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the the most uh, the most like uh, affluent places have uh, 
bird you need people to casters. Like make up a name for this race. I just call them bird people. No, I like bird person <laughs> because you like Rick and Morty. That's why you like bird person. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's so on the nose. <laughs> it's just some dude wearing a bird costume, pretty much. The most famous bird person was Class. named um, Hawk. Yep. Anodized. <laughs> yep, that's I just, what it is. I just selected. I'm like, oh yeah, it's anodized. Frick, I'm so stupid. I'm um, right there with you. Okay, so how does your collective population relate to each other? What is the basis for society? Is there a class system who is rich, who is poor? Well, I feel like we've already answered most yeah. of that, um, right? Because how does our collective population relate to each other? I think it's guild-based. Yeah. Um, so basically, like, workers' unions <laughs> as, like, especially the ones that are related to races that are, like, vying for power and wealth. Um What's the basis for society? That so, what does our government look like, though? See, this is always the hardest part. When I always do government, I either do a council or I do just like one man rules of all. Um, so, I, so, um, what what do you what do you want the government to look like? Do you want it to be like unique to this? Like, I feel like I feel like we're starting to like form a new style of government with this new industrial age. Like, there there's more of a different type of leadership i guess coming forth okay here's what i like i because i agree with that so um government so i think it would have started out as um what's it called um feudal yes. right there's an e and i there. think it's just feudal. Oh my God. <laughs> got it you i hate you so much <laughs> so like we said in the rural villages they didn't used to be depots they didn't used to be depots when they were just villages. They were ruled locally. So yeah, there, um, there was one person you know, that they reported about, to. There, there was like the dude, like the um, not the landlord. What's yeah, that, there the would name usually that, be though? like um, the dude. Well, essentially a king. Yeah, but, but like smaller, but, you know, like the, the, the a duke du- or a, the dude. Let's just call him the dude. Well, you know, you could call him a governor, or a duke, governor. or whatever. I think it's whoever held the land, you know, like and protected it so there were peasants who farmed for a duke um those dukes i think generally were cat people commonly um not universally but like the largest ruling group were cat people um because they had the best farming practices yeah Yeah. so trade i think oh okay trade early on was dangerous Due to yeah, monsters. Due to, yeah, yeah, we, we bring the monsters back. It was early on dangerous because, like I said, the reason they needed the trades and the tracks because everything was yeah. few and far between. And then we have these, like, monsters out there that are, I guess, running train on the people. <laughs> right. So, like, if you imagine going to war, well, that doesn't work if one stone Goliath comes through and smashes your whole yeah, force. So, questing out into, like, the no man's lands. Oh, we'll call it, a. Uh, monster lands or no 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 we'll call it uh goliath um i just calling it the wilds okay so the (laughs) wilds are owned by the okay so we're gonna i I, okay so hear me out here so they're owned by the goliath so goliath so the goliaths are not like one thing they are just a classification you're a goliaths The word Shut that up. you wrote so was the Goliath. Goliath. <laughs> Jordan, let me tell you about the Goliaths. They're a classification of monster. The classification they, not, is called Goliath. Like, the, the, the Goliaths are Goliaths specifically. <laughs> I'm just so done with you. I think there are monsters that like 
It is near impossible to kill, and they are probably something like greater than 30 to 40 feet tall. Yeah, um, but that is also not the only type of monster. But that, no, but no, that's, no, and it's not but just one type th- of monster. Like most threatening force. Is that what you're talking about? Like that's what I'm saying is it's a size classification oh. of monster. So like they're like the Goliaths don't all look the same. They don't all behave the same. It's just there are these monsters that are huge enough that it is difficult for a force to move against yeah. them. Um, and the threat of those is what made trade and war early on so rare, right? Yes. Um, I. I also like the idea because we have these people who are using like now in this current era, we have the bird people. But I like the idea of before the bird people were a thing, there were like the brutes. And this was a separate type of people who would use magic on themselves to become like strong men so that they could help try to fend off the Goliaths. Like, I'm not saying like they could go hand to hand, but like it was in a Goliath attack, they could hold it off long enough so that people could get away. Is what I'm saying. So there was there was like the brutes were like they were the former bird people. But now since the train systems came up, there's less brutes and more bird people because they now need to get around quicker from area to area. So you need thin hellebone people to fly. Okay, so I like the idea. So they were ruled by local Governor. governors, um, and so all right. So then this is the tricky part. Okay. Right now, there is not a main government. Yeah, there's, there's still, like, it's being built. We are fi- we're finding out we need one. We need a hero. We're holding <laughs> out for a hero till the end of the night. System of local laws and customs so the problem is basically there isn't a main governing body so laws are different everywhere which means if you do a crime in one depot and go to another one you're not a criminal there you haven't broken the law there maybe if the law is different because the laws are local so the home depot right now the problem is that home depot law is kind of de facto spreading out to these other these other towns that have been traditionally ruled by governors that have their own type of law so it's also difficult for things like tourism now you can hop on a train and pretty safely get to another town and people didn't used to do that you know so you go to these weird isolated towns where government formed totally differently and you have these tourists from the home depot that are used to like this modern way of thinking showing up to a town where it is totally unacceptable how they're behaving so there are these little pockets that are like stationary in time where now there are new people coming in Okay. Um, so I think that like we're on the edge of there just isn't a home government yet. The Home Depot had their own governor and probably still does have a home uh, their own governor and their own set of laws, but it's becoming common that those are enforced further and further and further afield. Yeah. Okay. And you got the lawman is um you know I'm I'm thinking like the old timey like Wild West sheriffs, the lawman. Yeah. Like there's like a specific guy that well, they appoint who holds up the law and he picks his like deputies and everything and then they go and they make sure that the law is upheld but now we have like another team of people like there's like wait so there isn't like a law to go between all these different places so we have this other team of people who are learning that it is a little bit easier to commit a crime and just go to a different place hop on a train like you know use magic to like make a disguise and then you're you're set 
you can like do these like and so so there's like a lot of so now the trains they have to worry about the monsters going from trip place to place and like you know they have these um cat people and bird people fixing the lines and the scout the um track runners or whatever they were called the the track track no Smiths. no no the the um the people who get the track yeah track the track gang. gang who are going along but now we also have the track gang needs to worry about like these these bandits going in and like you know because the trains are both shipping people but also goods in like supplies and whatever from depot to depot town to town so there's like people robbing this going to other towns like hey we have your supplies so give us your money and then they're like they're making a good way of living okay so here's 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 my solution to this right so before there were sheriffs they're just were appointed by local governors or whatever you know however they decide to do it but naturally law would grow up around these little villages right lately though there are these things called home marshals home marshals are from the home depot and they are sent out by the home depot to catch criminals who have just hopped to the next town or stop crime that is like between towns the thing is if the home marshals go to another depot they are not officers of the law for that other vigilantes at that point they're kind of just vigilantes so if a marshal shows up to a town it's like kind of like attacking them is not illegal and if that town is big enough to withstand like the influence of the home depot they can so marshals are in a really precarious place of they can't if they go in and act like all big and tough they can get slapped down by the locals who just go we don't respect your authority and kill them you know or drive drive them out and just be like, well, especially if it's like this is these are like the hometowns of these criminals, and it's like, what well, you you want you want right. to you want to try to take this guy? No, we've known him. He's our brother. Our like you know he's a father. He's a great guy. You're not gonna come in this town and break it up and take a man away from his family. So you can go on and right. get out of here. So so I like that idea. So being a marshal, so being a marshal is yeah. dangerous. But also like these criminals, like they're bad guys, but they're also like. You know, in the different depots, they're not like seen as bad guys because they're just going out because they need to have a place to still go back to to live. So they're right. not like so I, in I within like the town, they're not always seen as evil dudes. They're just like they, they they're making money for their family. No one has to truly know what they're doing because they they probably were. I'm just thinking now this is just turning to old west but with magic. So instead of having like I mean a little bit instead no, of it's, having it's good. like revolvers like and stuff like they have like these like special like magic blasters and stuff like they they can like you know I'm thinking like Doctor Strange how he like formed the glyphs in front of his hand and then like shot magic out of that. I'm thinking like that like the like kind of Full Metal Alchemist or Naruto where they're doing a hand symbol that also the magic blast just comes flying at you. I like flashy magic. We've talked okay. about this. I I agree. I, I think that's a cool. I think like having like kind of magic sheriffs and magic marshals is, is a magic fun, criminals. It's a fun setting piece. I really like this world a lot. Like, this is a really cool, like, well, Westy world that we're building. Okay. So, <laughs> it asked about... Um, what? So, it talks about, like, family structure and do they have children, whatever. Okay, so here's my idea. Humans are, like, kind of like how we are, like, monogamish, like... M- a lot of people end up pairing off. Monogamish there is, is going like, to be the weirdest sequel to Blackish. <laughs> Monogamish. <laughs> well, no, but you know what I mean? Is like people have affairs, they get divorced, yeah, that yeah. happens, and that happens for humans. I think cat people are like 
super polyamorous, (laughs) you know? Whatever, bro. Hey, loose. They're just, it's like Cats the musical. It's just a pile of cats rolling around on top of each other. Oh, no. Um, okay, now, okay, so you okay, say okay. you, let's but get here's to, the complicated let's get something, part. Let's get something straight right now. Because I'm a very visual, very um, visual person. I need a picture. What When you say cat people, I just imagine cats, the musical people. What do you... Yeah, that's so, kind of so what you're I'm going, going for. Like, when you first said it, I thought you were making a joke based on the musical. But so they're just like pretty much what um, Taylor Swift's character looked like, cat people. And like... I imagine they have like dexterous hands, but very clawed and strong hands, um, prehensile tails, um, and like backwards jointed legs. Well, haunches they have those. Um, and maybe they like don't exactly always walk on two feet, but can. You know what I mean? So they can stand upright, but frequently. Do they wear clothes like normal people? Um, I like the idea that they don't, and that is like um, one makes them kind of stand out and creates more of like. Uh- Humans are sometimes uncomfortable around them. Um, but I do think that, like, they wear utility clothing. Yeah. So, like, um, train gang cats, cat people will wear, like, protective clothing if they need, like, gloves or I something like the idea of just, like, them. a cat person with, like, a utility belt across his chest and just a hat. And yeah, just a like hat goggles. and goggles. I like that idea. It's just, yeah. like, that's all they wear. They're, like, maybe, like, big gloves and, like, big boots. Oh, no, no, no boots so they can, like, easily grip onto stuff still. Now, you said you, like, were rolling your eyes at me about saying that cats are super poly, but here's the complication that that adds to our world and why it's good. Humans and bird people think about things in terms of, like, strict familial lineage and uh. secession. So, like, you leave your land to your children, right? But with cats, it's a lot more complicated, families are a lot more intermingled and confused and vague so it's really hard for humans to understand who owns what and who holds power and how I that feel like relates it's more of so it's a really easy clan to- type ideal whereas like you have like yeah. these are the like the harriets this is the harriet clan where like they're not really there's like some people who aren't even like truly directly related but they are part of the harriet clan and then you have the wahoos and whatever i'm just trying to think of names i honestly was straight right. gonna go naruto's like you have the uzumakis and you got the uchiha's <laughs> it's like well and because of like how they like breed and intermingle that they're like all kind of made yeah. it together in some sense but like so all and the clans so, aren't what- related but like there's a specific like we are the like we're the cats with like the red stripes on our arm clan like this all of us have this like familiar feature we own this yeah land, but and there's i like think higher though, ups elected individuals those, within the clans type thing not elected but like yeah. higher up individuals in the clans and i think that those like bleed into each other in a way that is not clear yes. right so there are like clans of cats but or like a way to think about this is in the hobbit right bilbo is a baggins but he's related to the tooks and the tooks and the bagginses are like two distinct groups that have very different I'm cultures. I'm just going to say right now that there is a clan of cats who like, you know, they they think they're super cool. They're called the CCC, the cool cla- uh, cool cat clan. Oh my god. Um, they don't burn crosses, they're just cool cats. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so I think that oh, and then my idea with the bird people is that if they ever get married, it's like a magical pairing. 
So like I like the idea where it's that, like the thing with like foxes or whatever where it's like your mate like that is your mate for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like absolutely and like, and if, magically and if mated that person for life. dies, they just they don't find another. That's just that's it for them. Well, I also think that it means that bird people reproduce very infrequently yes. because of how magically rigorous it is to get married and have a bird person child because of all the like magical augmentations. I, bird people are the lowest least popular i also like the idea of you like being able to tell a bird person like because they have like glyphs and like like magical symbols across their bodies like that's how they like that's like you know it's a bird person because you'll see this guy and like you'll see across his body maybe even on his face like all these magical like symbols and augmentations that he had to do like you can tell you they 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 are striking looking characters a lot of the men i feel like are like taller but like they're very gaunt, very gaunt looking men. And like, like they're, they're striking figures. Maybe like they, their faces are probably a little bit different. Like they maybe even like closer bird features. Like they have more of like a beakish like face and like, you know. Yeah. They like take on some things that are the glyphs are reminiscent. Like I like the idea of them having like feather symbols yeah. on them. I you know, even and... like the idea of like having their hair being feathers, like the hair on their head, like being featherish. Yeah. 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 Like it's starting yeah, to like it's starting to look that. feathery. Like it's kind of like I that idea that's really cool man this is fun <laughs> okay so now we have to talk about like what are people's values what do they hold sacred uh what is universally accepted as right uh about right and wrong right so i think the cat people are very tradition based and like um you like you said kind of clan based yeah. like like the, these uh, are the imagine the ideals and beliefs of my clan I will uphold them as best I can. And then anybody who does, um, I go I against think that. It's like, more they, like there are cat people who can be like outcasts in their clan, maybe. Or what are you thinking? I think it's more, I am for my clan. That clan doesn't necessarily have ideals, but you stick okay. to your clan. Um, so like clan allegiance is very important. Um, what I said is imagine the Godfather, right? <laughs> like, you know, there are like, it's like there are families Oh, you know, that would actually be cool is that like cat, like higher up cats are called Don. That's kind of fun. Like give it that flavor a little bit. Um, No, but you know what I mean though, is that like, you know, you watch the Godfather and it's like tradition and family are very important. And I think that's the way cat people are is like, they are, and it makes sense to them being like the old money, old power is that they have like this old way of doing things that was like very set in stone. Um, So for, and I think as far as right and wrong, it's like hierarchical, I think. Okay. Uh, do we think that they have deities? Deities? Sorry, I just like pronouncing it deity because that's just, I like that better. <laughs> okay. They have Do deities. They have <laughs> deities. Um, <laughs> Do they have deities? I feel like the um, bird people definitely do. I feel like the, like the bird people believe like in a specific like higher power magical god i feel like the humans uh i i i i feel like yeah the bird people and the humans i feel like they have a specific like there there are like a, just a quick one or two and i feel like the cat people have a um vast array of gods i, I feel like they i feel like they so are more of like the like, I like there's a god in everything type for the cat people I like the idea that the cats kind of vaguely worshipped the largest monsters as being okay. deities. Like, 
that the monsters that they see in their day-to-day life are like sub forms of these even larger and more impossible to comprehend creatures that exist, okay. you know? Um, so I think that they almost look at the monsters as somewhat sacred, but not necessarily unkillable. Like they'll defend themselves against them, but those and things when they are attacked, that is a form like of God's magic. Wrath. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So they'll defend themselves, but these things are kind of considered like these big sacred creatures. Um, so maybe they like don't fight them unless they have to. Um, I like the idea that like magic is almost a god to the bird people, yeah. right? So they worship it, magic as if it has the, the a will idea that enforces that the I'm world. thinking right now is like from um what is it, Rogue One, the one guy is like, I am one with the force of forces with me. I like the idea of like they believe it is like this yeah. actual force that is within them and like that it they're very like the way that they treat like the way that a lot of people treat magic, like especially the humans, is more of like it's a tool to do a specific task. And I feel like the bird people believe like that it it's a very religious way of looking at it, that it is a part of God's will. I like that. Yeah. I think that works for the bird people. I think that the humans' religion for them is non-standard, so they don't have a specific tradition that they all adhere to. Um, I think that religions are kind of like fads as thoughts and philosophies come and go, but they're generally like humans are kind of mercurial and like because they're becoming modern, they um, like their ideas on religion and um, philosophy are modernizing with them to kind of suit their need. You know what I mean? So like the cat people, especially the rural cat people are like very much in the like we have we have a defined religion. We have a divine tradition. We keep to it. The humans are like throwing that all out as quickly as possible to gain relevance in these new urban areas because for a long time, the cat people like were winning, basically. Yep. Do we want to have gender roles or do we want to um, not have gender roles? I feel like <laughs> it's on here. Gender roles. <laughs> Matriarchal society. <laughs> I'm sorry, I do really like matriarchal societies, especially in fantasy and um, sci-fi. Um, one of them being um, the society in Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, anyways, I, I do love like coming through this. You could definitely see a lot of the stuff that has influenced us. <laughs> um, where are you? What, what question? Where are you, by the way? On the list, yeah, oh, I know. I, I kind of lost you. That's is... like, like I've noticed you feel like keeping the documented typing, and I'm just throwing out ideas and just like correcting your stuff. I'm not really like adding or taking away. This is gonna be a long episode because we talked way too long up front. Um, it's okay. We're almost near the uh, end of this okay. list, and we've also answered a lot of these yeah. other questions. Okay, so Jordan, gender roles. We got to have an answer for this. My vote is no. In a world with so many differences, I think that like gender just doesn't become one big enough that they ever bothered to like legislate I agree. on it. Okay, cool. I, I, Moving on. I, I, I like the uh, idea the of a world of that fantasy? just doesn't give a crap about gender roles. Like male, female, whatever you yep. are, it doesn't matter. I, I like the idea. It's like it's, it's cat, human, bird, and it doesn't matter what you are in between. Well, and I feel like for the sake of like this is a setting with conflict, I think the conflict is coming from those races and the monsters and the presence of magic and technology well, more than and i also like the idea because when i threw fun. out earlier that the one who created the train was female like, i i like the idea of like the fact that a woman created the train system like not being like oh my god a woman could do this or like oh my like i like it just being a fact that exists 
Yeah. yeah. It, wasn't it wasn't surprising. surprising. It wasn't like um, um seem like as negative. It's just she happened to be super smart. She made a train. And that's just life. Life's not harder or easier based on your gender. It just is. And I like the idea of that not existing. I want a world that doesn't have all Jordan, this bull crap in it. That's what I want. I'm sorry that I'm like flying Jordan, off the rails right now. I just. What is the history of your fantasy world? Um, I think we kind of yeah, already yeah. have that, right? Especially with the train stuff. Like, like it was, there was. She just created it to um, get to place to place. There was a person who said, oh, I can monetize, like make this a worldwide thing. And. Yeah. That's how the world changed from being like start. That's how it really the industrial age has really shot off. It's just like now we yeah. can get from place to place. We can deliver materials from place to place. We saw that you used your magic to create this industrial machine. We can also from there create other machines like that. And I like that idea where right. it was very train driven. Well, it was, I guess right. it was, like I feel like the most the first train was more like a big tank thing. Rather than a trade, like it's this <laughs> big, this big contraption that somehow drove using magic to power its wheels, and definitely not steam. Okay, like I feel like a lot of these we've answered because that was our catalyst for change. Um, what are the relevant laws in your universe, and what that the character must obey? We talked um, about that already. Shalt not it's very kill, locally thou based. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt um, honor thy mother and father. Um, well, it depends. It depends on where you're at. It, it's it's dependent <laughs> on the locale. It's dependent on the local laws. But the marshals are starting to kind of stretch is okay. out. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, probably in some, yes, there would be. Um, uh, what are the controlling parties and why? So in the rural areas, yeah. it's still the governors, but at, in the Home Depot, there's a governor, but more and more now the like different guilds and the owners of industry are becoming more powerful. So there's kind of like a vacuum of a need for a yeah. Is there government. a struggle for independence? Um, I feel like among the smaller depots and smaller governments, they still want to be independent. And the Home Depot is more or less trying to kind of force a unity, force a specific era. Yeah, and probably there are like Home Depot depots. You yeah, know, yeah, there's, there's, like there's depots, depots that or are falling in line with Home Depot. Yeah, franchises. Yes. There's Lowe's and there's, <laughs> <laughs> and there's Menards, but really the Home Depot. Sorry, uh, American humor. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I feel like yeah, there are um, that are adapting to the Home Depot way, but there are still like non-Home Depot depots. Yes. So, uh, what type of magic is included in your story? We've kind of already talked about that. That's the bird people. Um, and there are also people that... So, the bird people are the most common augmentation, but people do use magic to augment themselves physically, because there's also, like, the... What'd you call them? The roughs? Brutes. Or whatever? The brutes that would go and fight. I was thinking ruffians, but that didn't sound right. They're the brutes that would go and fight monsters. That makes sense. Are there wizards, genies, mental magic, science? I would say that the magic is probably not no, science based. No, no, no. I don't think it's it's something like wholly supernatural. Yeah. And I feel like it just it it was something that like you know long long ancient times ago that it was something that the angels like could touch and could feel and like they began to understand and pass it on to the future generations and then it just became like kind of a standard thing that like you can yeah. begin to channel this magic. I'm again doing a lot of hand symbols and <laughs> I think it's like 
it's like a skill that people learn. So not everyone learns yeah. the skill. It's not necessary for everyone to learn it. Yeah, but it is accessible can. for everybody, but it's not necessarily imperative for everybody to learn. Right. So everyone's got like everyone can do a little bit, but probably not a lot. Okay. We answered we um, answered those three so let's, questions let's, in a row. Is Magic Band? No. Is yeah. Magic right. respected. The bird people respected yes. like very heavily. I feel like yeah, the humans prized. are more or less they're um they they just see it like I said they just see it as a tool to be used and like that's why they're using it more in the cities and like they're starting to um anodize or whatever there's buildings and yeah they're starting anodize to use still, it yeah. more as a tool it's like it's losing the respect to humans because it's just this tool like it's just like a drill to them yeah they're 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 like yeah. mechanizing it basically to make it something usable yeah. Um, and is magic respected? Yeah. What are the rules of magic in your world? Hand and, symbols, hand <laughs> symbols, and stuff. Um, it's very flashy. It's it's flashy. complicated and difficult. Yeah, but it doesn't need to be explained. Okay, so let's do the daily life because I like this. Aren't heavily explained. What do people that. do to pass the time? Okay, huh? don't ignore what I just said. And space masturbate and masturbate a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well if you're a cat person, <laughs> oh, no. everybody wants to be a cat okay so what did you say about magic no it doesn't rules? matter i was I joking I I you just like i said something oh. you just moved on i'm like oh I, I just didn't catch it there was a delay anyways so what do people do to pass the time jordan um i'm gonna say so hmm i was gonna say there's like some sort of sport but i feel like in this like old like we kind of styled this unintentionally styled this off of the old west almost and i don't know what kind of sport would be in that i think that there was probably a lot of um like especially for the cat people i think that there would be a lot of kind of like skill-based dexterity sports um so like climbing and like almost like parkouring i think would have been a sport i, I, you know I feel what like I mean? it, it it um evolved from the type of like dexterity like things that they had to do to fix the trains and jump on and off and like flip and all that and just like it slowly became like just a thing like that people would go and watch these cat people just do these kind of like these feats and like they started like create like usually magic started creating like obstacle courses or things for these cats to kind of like climb on and like see who can go through the fastens it's like that that's like one of the things that happens like to the side and like i feel like that's more of a thing popular between kids i guess i feel like that's more like like that's what the kids do i think it's a modern thing you know what yeah. i mean like in in villages like some kind of like feline gymnastics was just like it, it wasn't a regimented sport. It was just a thing people did was like, we're going to flip off of this wall or we're going to like see how high we can jump or we're going to like yeah. try to jump from tree to tree to tree. You know, it was like these made up little games that, like you said, younger cats would play just for fun to pass the time. And I think you're right as like making more complicated structures became common. It became like a spectator sport to watch like really. I feel like it's not there's not like a cat. heavy organization that does this. I feel like this is just a thing that happens. I think it's becoming okay. an organization. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like this is this is this is a new modern thing, is they went, Oh, hey, we made 
this really impossible. So it's like American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, that's, you know? that's exactly what I was thinking. That and like like the Ultimate Gladiator, or whatever. Right, right, right. It's it's those type of things. I think are probably the most popular sport. Um, and so we um, so we say like, what do people do to pass time? And like, I literally just thought of this as you were talking. I was like, well, what do people back in the day do? Oh yeah, they painted and they wrote. They paint a lot. It's a lot of painting of landscapes. That makes sense. There's there's like a really big culture of painting. Um, probably like poetry and music are probably both really oh, big. Oh yes, music a lot a lot of music though. And like and like there's like this whole thing of like singing and like creating um poetry and music about the world around you, especially as like a lot of people now are traveling to these new depots and areas because of the train tracks so you're seeing new stuff and you're formulating the songs and things as you are going to these new yeah. areas and i guess there's a lot of like train songs like like not songs about trains but like songs that are sung during these voyages right 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 you know that that honestly reminds me of sea of thieves because they like give you a, a banjo in sea of thieves so when you're standing on the boat you can play a little banjo yeah too. I, I just, it's like i that. just like the idea is like it's like yeah you can go on change like there's always like some sort of like artistic thing happening like maybe someone's singing or maybe like someone's like painting or like drawing like doing a portrait of someone on the train like there there's there's a lot of like i feel like it's a very artistic culture between like going from place to place i i agree with that i think another sport that probably has started becoming more popular is like target shooting yes um because i imagine that some kind of like caster pistol is not uncommon now as they're learning to like yeah you're mechanizing magic. it and so you don't have to like form the glyphs and it's just like you have this caster pistol you can point pull the trigger like maybe there's like a glyph on the hammer and it hits the bullet and that like causes like some sort of magic explosion yeah. through and so now they're selling these things and like people are starting to get good and do tricks and even maybe even make yeah. their own like special magic pistols yeah 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 oh that would make sense like part of the competition of shooting is making your like really fancy yeah like you you it's like you events. have your special like signature pistol man i love oh, this no, world I, like I love this so much that, like <laughs> pistol they're, they're just called pistols right but pistols are um they're non-standard so like they don't most of them don't shoot bullets they just shoot whatever yeah. they're just like a one-use wand right so they're like a glyph um inscribed wand and um or maybe they're called hand engines That's i do like hand cool. engine yeah Hand engines fun. So hand engines. And so they're like a single, they're basically like a wand that can do one spell really well. Yeah. Um, and so people create and customize and make fancier versions of these uh, hand engines. Love it. I love it. I um, dude, I love this world. <laughs> this is like, I do too. Actually, <laughs> this is like slowly becoming like, it's going up on my list of like favorite things we've created. Like, I really like this world so far. Hour uh, and a okay, half. I need to write down <laughs> hand engines. Hand engines. Single <laughs> hand engine is also base. what they called the dude who was really good at Wads. masturbating. By wizards, made by casters. Magic people. They're not called wizards. They're called casters. Okay, fine. Maybe casters. It is a thing to customize. Yeah, and that that that's like part of the caster. sport is customizing this pistol like like yeah. it like it's like showing up the competitions like oh look what i've got and it's like oh my god so yeah this thing can like shoot lightning fireball things and all this crazy stuff 
Okay. Uh, what do they eat and gosh. drink? Gosh. I think that it is only recently that eating and drinking is anything other than calories. Um, so for a long time, people were basically subsistence farming. So they were just growing whatever they could grow in their climate. Yeah. Um, I think the larger depots now are where people are eating for like pleasure yes. and for like, Ooh, I'm going to experience things because trade is becoming common. Yeah, I agree. So that's an easy one. I don't care. Do they exercise. We yeah. Already talked about like, that. Um, what type of clothing do they wear? I think Old that's West. again like humans in rural areas where just like rough spun whatever they have. Cats are mostly naked. I think in the Home Depots are where uh, or in the larger depots are where fashion starting to take off, and people dress in like really gaudy, weird ways, mm. you know. Oh, and cats, cat people are starting to wear like more ornamentation. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. So it's. It's like, you know, like a Home Depot cat will go out to these rural cat villages and they'll be like wearing like a parasol and like. Well, I, I like the idea, like I said shoes. earlier, like they have like their utility belt strapped around their chest, a hat, then goggles, and then maybe they have like a ton of jewelry and like just shiny stuff. Like maybe like yeah. shin guards, and, like stuff that just makes them look goofy, has no real use, but it's just there. Yeah. Um, do these clothes reflect their values or social class? Yes. So like. Urban cats are starting to dress for ornamentation rather than utility, whereas, like, ornamentation used to be something that only, like, noble cats did. Yeah, and I, I like the idea of that the bird people don't usually have the ornamentation because it's more like, it's like they don't need these earthly, um, these worldly, like, um, bounds. They, yeah. They, they, it's kind of like um, third season of Legend of Korra, Zaheer is like, oh yeah, let go of your earthly bounds so that you can fly type of idea. Yeah, I think that probably, like, the bird people are also, like, not nude, but almost. Like, they don't wear a yeah, lot. Yeah, like, when I keep thinking um, of it, I keep imagining, like, the men be, like, shirtless and, like, maybe, like, like baggy, like, monk pants or something. But, like, being yeah. very just, like, they, they're they not nude like the cats, but they, like, they don't really have too many they don't wear worldly lot, shackles yeah. or anything like that. Yeah, they just kind of wear some loose pants. Yeah, loose pants, it. maybe, yeah. like, a cloak, but no, no, nothing, like... Too much. Like, and their cloak is literally just a piece of cloth that they throw over their shoulders. Yeah. Heck, the women are nude too. It's um, fine. <laughs> Everybody's equal in this society. How are they educated? Um, there's bird people school. I feel like I think there's probably not like bird people. I, school. I was I, think I was that's making a joke, like Cody. I was making thing. a joke. I feel like the bird people. It is passed. The knowledge is passed down. Like family to family like that is something like it yeah. is very word of mouth of the bird people i feel like the humans like it's more they're starting to form schools and starting but it, like i feel like in general a lot of it is knowledge is passed down family to family you yeah. in the cat clans you are taught and you are raised with your litter or whatever and like you learn that way but it's not like there's not a big schoolhouse that all the cats go to. I think there's like guild yes. education now yeah, too. Yeah. Like, and, th so and there's like some apprenticeships and stuff like that. Like, yeah, where you yeah. go. I think becoming a bird person is like something that requires like a proof to a bird person yes. to teach you. So you have to be so far along in magic and then want to become a bird person and then find a bird person, impress the weird like um, hermit, and then they'll like take you under their wing. <laughs> Quite literally. Ha 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 ha. The Wang um, meeting so the really, really gaunt arm. <laughs> that, that just skeletal looking arm and their hollow bones. I feel like the bird people also don't talk that much. 
Like they're not they're not very no yeah they they're really not quiet. very wordy yeah. people. Um, we've already talked about religion. Yeah. Okay, I think we're on sentiment. I don't really feel like sentiment applies because we don't have characters, oh, but we've defined how different characters would feel I about think, each other. I mean, this is going to be a long episode. You don't have to worry because I'm the one editing stuff. But so, like, let's. I don't necessarily want to say put ourselves into these worlds, but like, let, let's both like create a character. Like, where, who, what race okay. would your character be? What would this character be like? Like, what are they doing? What's part of society? Like, yeah, cre- create a person. So I think that, like, if I was going to imagine a character in this, it would be a, like, low noble cat person who moves to the city and doesn't want and wants to, like, pretend like they're not a noble cat person. So if you imagine there's a cat person whose family has, like, owned this village forever and they want to, like, get out of there because they're never going to be in charge there. They're always going to be like the youngest. They're always going to be the runt of the litter. Right. And so they're always going to just be like given crap cleric work for the rest of their lives or clerical work. So they skip town, go to the big city and are trying to hide their identity. So as they meet people, they're having to constantly lie about who they are and where they came from. They want to be seen as like, a creative like laborer that came here to follow their dreams but in reality they're like fairly wealthy and are trying to lie about that you know what <laughs> yeah, i mean I like that. so they're like going there and affecting like oh i was a peasant and it's like n- n- but i have these bags of gold because i'm actually super wealthy so you never seem to um, run out of money it's like oh yeah i do i totally run out of money yeah and i think what their dream is to go and be a uh they want to be on the track gang so they want to go and fight monsters yeah yeah they, they, they want um, the adventure they want to go out and explore yeah 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 but they've like but they like had a silver spoon in their mouth their whole life so they're real soft <laughs> so everyone calls them like a soft paw because oh my god like, i love that because they've like never had to work hard their life their whole life they've just always like sat and painted and done nothing so like now they're with a bunch of ruffians trying to like act tough. That's so yeah. That 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 would be my character. I I like the idea of doing a human character. Like uh, I will say, like this human character, he like he went towards the Home Depot with like ideas. Like he grew up in a small depot. Everything was like you know, it was boring. He's always he's like it's it's boring and small. So he went to the Home Depot with like ideas of grandeur. He wanted to do something great, but then it's just like. In the Home Depot, you're like, you're not special. You're just working on one of the trains. Like, you're either being a runner. It's like you're um, on a track game. And, like, so he wanted to do something that really stood out. And so he was on a train, and it got robbed by, like, this group of bandits. And um, and that, 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 that impressed him. Like, he was just like, oh, my God, that was cool. That's what I want to do. And so he basically, with a gang of other kids like him, like maybe there's like a cat person, and maybe there was a kid who was like trying to, um, um, like train to become a bird person, but like it got too hard for him. So, like, with his own, like, he creates his own small gang, and they like go from t- like depot to be- depot, like trying to cause crimes. And I'm not saying like they're good at it, I'm saying like they fail like most times, but like. To them, it's the adventure. It's like the shock and awe when they do break on a train. Everybody's like, okay, oh, God, what are you going to do? It's like everybody hands up type thing. And, like, he likes to go between the towns. He wants to make a name for himself. And so far currently in this world, is having a really hard time because he's definitely being outshined by some of the other bandits. 
but yeah. Oh, so he's like in the in the bandit hierarchy. He's like he's like like he, he's like low. low. He, like he wants to like definitely make a name for himself, but it's just like not. It's not working out for him because like they like when they rob the trains, like maybe they got like a few necklaces. It's like no nothing good. Like before, like you know the um, marshals started shooting at them. I'm like okay, gotta go get get on our like little like car thing that has magic in it and drive away. So I don't imagine they have horses. <laughs> I, I like this. Okay. I like this a lot. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. I just like it's like since we have character ideas, let's just like make our own characters. I, I like doing that. So no, I like that. I'm gonna idea. call him Jesse, Bandit Jesse, and his okay. gang of misfits. Um. So there's a section for religion, but I feel like we've already yeah, basically we, we covered already that. that. Um. So let's talk about physical attributes. Uh. What does the world look like to your physical senses? I think I would say verdant. What does that mean? Verdant. Uh. Like very green. Okay. It's very like almost jungly in how like beautiful and natural it is especially and like those are the wilds the places between yeah, cities yeah. and they are like very much ruled by monsters still and like they have areas where they've like sectioned out for the tracks and for the different like to make it from depot to depot but it is very just like the it's the wilds there's like i i also wanted to imagine like there is a desert area and there, there's like there's okay. more of a there's there like a be, mountainous yeah. region like not like the Rockies but like you know more hilly region and then there's like a desert region but like the wilds pretty much go all around these areas it is green yeah yeah I like that okay natural resources man we this list is way more extensive than anything we've ever done before <laughs> that's true I mean uh, what are the natural resources I I don't know I mean. I feel like that's kind of like without saying, you know, there is mining for metals, but, um, well, actually, would there be or could they magically make metals? I feel like they need a base material and then they can like transform it or combine it upon it. But like, so, so they need, it's like, it doesn't even matter really what, like, I guess there are certain materials that can be transformed into whatever. So yeah, they mine like these base materials. But I don't. Yeah, maybe there's like they don't have to mine everything, yeah. but there are some things that it's like easier. Yeah, to mine so than yeah, it is it's to easier to transform from a specific base. So yeah, they do go and they mine these specific base materials. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what types of plants? V- are? Only Venus flytraps. Like, <laughs> like agriculture exists. Like farming is a thing. Ninety um, so percent of the world the is region. Venus flytraps and the uh, vase, the pitcher plants. <laughs> Ooh, what about animals? Do you think that they farm animals? Yeah, yeah, I think they farm animals. Like, I like, I think like. You're... Is there a distinction between monsters and animals? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I think if they farm animals, then there is animals and there are monsters, there, and they are not the same. Yeah, I, I think, I think there's animals and monsters. I, I, I like the idea of like the, your general like cow like animal and like your like, your you just yeah, I, there, there's animals. There's animals. We don't have to get into them. This that. is our flora fauna section that we just say F you to every time. Right. What is the world? How does the world smell? I don't no, even know what to no say No one to cares. That. It depends on where you are. Um, what does the night sky look well, like? So I don't think there are stars. Oh, man. I was going to say because I like the yeah, idea. Yeah, because we're not on a planet. Of, it's ethereal. You're not on a planet. So I think that the night sky is, I think nighttime is just. Thick, obscuring clouds that cover the I sun. I also, I like the idea of just, like, because of, like, when it goes dark, the way that the light from this whatever ethereal light hits, I like the idea of there just being, like, an aurora borealis every night. 
Yeah, I like, I like, like the there's idea like a light. Like, there's a light pattern. There's not stars, but there's this like swirling light yeah, pattern every night. I like that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so there is a night, but it's not. It's not as dark. Probably there's like always a little bit of natural yeah, light, but it's there, not there's much. these naturally like swirling lights in the sky. Um, think like the starry night, but just remove the stars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh, what is the climate? I don't think there are seasons. No, there no, really it's just the green season. Like the wild. I feel like it is just. I feel like because of like your setup of this like this flat plane ethereal light, I feel like it's pretty much just a greenhouse. Like it's just a yeah. big greenhouse. Yep. All right, and that is the end of the. That worksheet. was so much fun. That was way more fun than I thought really it was fun. going to be. That, that was. <laughs> I had a really good time. Wow. Uh, yeah. So we'll link that to. Uh, we'll link that in the episode notes or whatever. So if people want to go and look at that or see what website we got this from, you can. Uh, and that the, was our little world. And depending game. on how much writing gets done next week, we might be doing like a sci-fi version of these next week. I feel like. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we already have like one episode done, so we'll, we'll see. see. I mean, it, but it also depends on who and when we can get people together and how long it takes me to edit. Episode is two is going to be some foiling work. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> Anyways, Cody, the end of the episode, this was so much fun. My, it's going to be fun to edit. Um, What are your plugs, bud? Check me out at the Wandering Gamer Network, Twitch, YouTube, and where you find podcasts. Are you still playing that really boring game? What was it one? Kerbal? Yeah, it's Kerbal Space. Thing. Oh, no. Why didn't I talk to you about Sid Meier's Pirates? I'm playing Sid Meier's Pirates. <laughs> Whoa. He I didn't is... know Sid Meier's had other games than the Civilization. We'll talk about it next week. No, we'll, we're going to talk is... about it when we start writing the next episode. <laughs> like in like a few minutes. It is bonkers. Oh, okay. So my plugs. You can check me out at something. I guess zero zero at twitch.tv. I'm also around on many other streams. If you like know any of my friends that also stream with me you have seen me around instant three play i'm looking at you guys um you can also listen to my other podcast the side characters podcast which is a, a podcast about cultural diversity in nerd culture um where we take a different uh, different topic every week and we just kind of go through and kind of talk about what it has to do with diversity and their culture and like why is it important what can change all this stuff it's a really fun podcast it's a bit more serious than this one but it's a really good one and yeah so cody you got anything else uh no uh, that's it anyways thanks everybody for listening this has been extremely fun and we'll catch y'all on the flip side bye bye <laughs>